Yusuf. Yeah. I have a question for you. You ready? I'm ready. I've asked you about this before, but I just want to ask you publicly. Um, but also I feel like it's probably something that like a lot of people listening maybe buy this or something like this. Um, and part of the reason why I'm bringing it up is Logan Paul has just brought out his own version. Oh, okay. Do you know is what it, it is? Perhaps a freeze-dried vegetable and fruit powder no. on a subscription basis. No. <laughs> <laughs> Plant-based. It's similar to that. Like, you're not far off. So Logan Paul's just released something called Prime. Okay. Uh, which is a hydration drink. Oh, a hydration drink. Who'd have thought of such a thing? <laughs> a drink that hydrates you. Oh, he's onto a real winner there. <laughs> this is why I love asking Yusuf these questions because he's just my, he's my, my filter paper for, for bullshit that I see on the internet where I'm like, Ooh, this looks good. I'm going to buy some of this. Then I ask I'm you, sorry, something. it's just involuntary. My, my, like, what? fury about bullshit products so i've sent you a link in the chat to prime um i can't actually see any ingredients anywhere on it but if you get like a hydration stick blue raspberry it has zero added sugar it has 20 calories it has 250 milligrams of bcaas it's not like a ridiculously small dose yeah it's but i mean it's irrelevant really and then antioxidants, electrolytes, and some coconut water. So it's like, it's a, it's a powder design. Here we go. It's a powder designed to like hydrate you. Yeah. But, but something that's a bit more popular, which you will have heard of is, is element L M N T, which is Rob Wolf's equivalent. Yeah. There's a lot of people like it's got a bit, of a bit of an athletic green style following behind it. There's this thing of like people wake up and they have some element in some water and then they delay their caffeine because Andrew Hewitt told them to. I actually have some. Yeah, me too. But only because Chris Williamson from Modern Wisdom gets mm. free stuff constantly and then gives us some of the overflow free stuff. So I, I bet you there's at least one person listening to this who has seen it, has bought something similar, has an equivalent from my protein. I just want to hear your opinion on it. So waking up and having like salt, some expensive salt, basically some electrolytes in water. What do you reckon? Doctor's view, waste of, waste of money. So the rationale that you mentioned there is supposedly that it primes the mineral corticoid system to, to get going in the morning. And then you're avoiding having to overactivate the glucocorticoid system and wreck your kind of insulin sensitivity in the morning and um through having a coffee immediately on waking so i think the rationale is that you wake up you have some salt you give your adrenals a chance to just do the the natural circadian cortisol wave and then as you're starting to feel the decline then you you have a coffee as need as needed burkan's got some stuff on this as well in terms of why breakfast makes people unreasonably hungry yeah because you over agonize the glucocorticoid receptor you induce a big insulin dump and reactive hypoglycemia and then by the time you you've had lunch you're like 
starving. You have having like a 10.30 a.m. cereal bar at work. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, from that side, I'd, I'd have to do a bit more reading into it. But, like, do most people need extra salt? Rob Wolf's rationale is that salt has kind of a U-curve and it's moderate intakes of salt that are the highest cardiovascular risk and it's having high or low that's that's better for you. And that if you're an athlete, you should be having high intakes of salt. Yeah, maybe. Um, again, like I've not done loads of reading on this. I've seen no, the studies that he talks about. I think what I enjoy most about this is that you're not that keen to give a definitive answer on, but, but everybody promoting element subscriptions in their Instagram bios with like to get 10% off for, for your pack of element salts won't even understand it to the degree you've just like flippantly explained. And they're happy to promote it. Well, yeah, because they're, I mean, if, if they're promoting something like it, they're just hoping to ride off the, the laurels of the, the manufacturer, but the manufacturer is going to have biases, aren't they? So, mm. um, as to whether I like, do, do I have it myself? Like if I'm doing hot yoga, so something where I'm going to lose a liter of water, <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, I think it's probably wise, but most of my exercise, and I think most people they're not exercising so hard that you're just hemorrhaging electrolytes. <laughs> just people like to feel like, oh, if I drink electrolytes, that makes me an athlete. Yeah, and I think it's, it's nice definitely though. got some of them do. None of all of them do. <laughs> oh, really? What? Which ones have you had? The chocolate one didn't taste very nice. Like chocolate water in the morning. Chocolate, salt, and water. Water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I haven't had the is the jalapeno one. Have you had that? No, the, I think there's mango and lime, uh, mango and chili, or like lime and chili, or something. Oh right, that might be what I'm referring to. Yeah, which... I think I had like some fairly PG flavors. I think I had. So I had the watermelon one. I had the orange one. It's lemon habanero is the one I'm referring to. I reckon that'll be nice because it's salt is a strong flavor, and so you want something that's because you love tequila, don't you? With like no. the salt and the lemon. I hate it. <laughs> That's the reason why I don't like tequila. I'm like, oh, here we go again. This salt bullshit thing. Just again. salt like, of <laughs> sensory yeah. inputs. Yeah. I just thought I'd, I'd raise it with you. I saw a uh, More Plates, More Dates video the other day where he's like, right, fucking hell, Logan Paul's now brought one of these things out. Like all everyone's doing is bringing out basically salt in packets that are on monthly subscriptions that are really expensive, all under this narrative that like we need to drink salt in the morning. And it's just oh, a bit strange, isn't it? Like, on the face of it, it's a bit strange. I think if, if you really want to have salt, like, if, you know, if everything else in your diet and training is so optimized that now you're looking at salt in the morning as, as the, the thing to take your health to the next level, like what's wrong with squash and a bit of sea salt? Like, does that, does that not achieve the same thing for about a hundredth of the price? Like imagine how 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 much you'd have to have to get through like 11 pounds worth of salt well, even if you went and bought some like really bougie salt from waitrose like the most expensive salt you can purchase the amount of time it'll take you to get through that entire thing by sprinkling it in your squash in the morning <laughs> have you had molden sea salt i think you've asked me this before and I, so i think as a result i think i have it comes in a box and it's um a oh, box Maybe white not. box and it's flaky is it, is it blue is there anything blue about it 
No, it's just no. sort of white crystal. Then maybe genuinely no. really nice. Like it's nice. Like you can put it on your food, and it's a like I would never go back to regular salt now. Here I am shilling for big salt after after <laughs> taking the piss out of these salt drinks. But so the reason we raised this perspective, we've just actually released our own salt product. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I am kidding. Propane salt. Propane salt. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough banter. <laughs> it's enough banter for one podcast. For that, thank you. <laughs> we we often get asked who fails on the propane business program. So out of the coaches and trainers that we work with and help them to build their online fitness business, to create their conversion mechanism, 14-day challenge, and and coach people online, what are the factors that cause someone to fail? And why do people not manage to achieve the result, which is not a very sexy result, but three to 10K per month from a recurring base of monthly group coaching clients. And Everest base camp, isn't it? What's that? It's Everest, Everest base camp. camp. Like you can go as far up Everest as you want. We're going to take you from Tibet <laughs> to Everest base camp. Is give you some yak butter tea and we'll sit in a tent and we'll talk about what it might be like to summit the mountain. We'll, we'll give you a hat and a nice coat and, you know, give you a compass and it's like, right. Three to five grand a month. There's not much oxygen up there. We can go up there if you want to, <laughs> but it gets quite serious. But yeah, three to five grand a month. I'm sorry to <laughs> push, push you off the rails there. <laughs> but that, oh yeah, that that's, that's the kind of, the, the base camp and that's that's achievable if you have an ability to coach people and get them a result a good product market fit a good niche and you're technically somewhat literate and you can execute the plan yeah so the two reasons that people fail is usually because they lack those things so the primary one is they have a poor ability to coach they just can't get someone a result at the core of it so with that, it doesn't matter how, how well you market something. If you don't have the core skill, then you know, you're fighting uphill. We actually don't teach nutrition, physiology of metabolism, exercise physiology, that kind of stuff in the program. Mm. We have to assume that you, you've come to us with some degree of expertise in your field. And what we do is help you to put that in front of the right people. One of the reasons why that's so important is if you're selling something that's recurring. So if you've seen the webinars, if you've listened to the podcast, you'll know that the whole idea is you sell something upfront that is moderately priced mid ticket. So like 150 to 500 pounds for a six to 12 week program in that kind of range, you're not going to build a sustainable recurring, like growing business on just selling that. If everybody who buys that then leaves, the idea is those people buy that and a percentage of them, the highest percentage possible stay and stay for months and months and years, ideally. So if what's lacking in all of this is we work with you, help you build them up, build the marketing, set things up, get leads and convert those into sales. But then a hundred percent of the people who complete the first program leave, or you have a 100% churn rate, there's kind of no point. And that's linked to your ability to coach. So you need yeah, to be the, able to coach and deliver a result. Like the, the, that, that's why it's the biggest driver of your profitability because yeah. the, the whole purpose of the, the program and the way that it runs is that you're relying certainly in the short and medium term on paid ads to acquire customers yeah. and 
the goal is to break even on the front end, but it won't be a massive margin. Really where the profit comes from is the recurring revenue base. And that's why we recommend a mid-ticket program because there's a high lifetime value of those clients. And if you can retain them and they stay for a year, two years, that becomes so profitable because every subsequent month that they're paying is pure profit because you've mm. paid the acquisition cost to get that client. And that's where, you know, you, you've got the hat and the coat and the compass and you're up on your own because we can't help you to retain those clients and give you systems and tools to be able to do that. But the, the biggest thing that's going to cause someone to stay with you is that they're getting results. <clears throat> Pretty simple. Yeah. So that's reason number one, why people fail on the program. Reason number two, and this is the same with anyone following a fitness program is just that they, they don't do the tasks. They fall off the wagon and that's just down to personal organization and, and kind of buy into, to doing the process. Usually this is down to kind of internal blockages, um, organizational things, chaos in your personal life, um, hangups around selling, these all contribute to not sticking to the program, but we try and make it as step-by-step step as possible so that each week there's a set of tasks to do. And if you complete those tasks by the end of 12 weeks, you've got the system set up, you've run three iterations of the 14 day challenge. So one organic and two paid such that you then have the system up and running. And then you can start to really pull the lever on the ad spend. Once you know that all these different moving parts are converting effectively. Yeah. I think the, um, it's, it's kind of like a, an, an ego emotional thing as well sometimes. Um, cause we're, you know, we're, we're coaches ourselves. People come to us for, for help and advice. We like to feel like in that area of our life, we have the answers. And yet in this domain, maybe you feel stuck or you, like, you don't want to ask for help. It's embarrassing to say like, you don't know how a bit of software works. You don't know how a bit of technology works. One of the problems with online coaching is we can't like or rather we're not going to come around to your house and kick the door down and open your laptop for you and do the modules for you do the work for you you've got to want to do it and i think like that really has to be if the goal is i want to build something that's doing like five grand a month remotely with very little cost it's very high profit margin i can run from anywhere in the world the minimum is you have to really want that outcome in that process because if, if you don't like no one's going to do it for you and so if you want it, it's, it's learning that like you will hit setbacks, things will go wrong. Things won't work. Things will break. Trying to not get emotional, trying to not let, get, let your ego get in the way and just thinking, right, this is what's happened. This is what's gone wrong. I'll just get some help rather than sit and be stuck on my own. I'll, are there other are answers in the modules? Yeah. Great. Fixed. I'll continue. Or there aren't, I need someone to look at this, go through one of the support channels. Yeah. It's a big outcome. It's, it, it does involve work and I wish we could say we have a hundred percent success rate, but we don't, we don't have anywhere near that because mm. sadly, even like no matter how good the, the process is, it's, it's down to just getting it in place. And there's a lot of front loaded work, um, not to be too doom and gloom, because if you do the processes, the whole thing's designed such that it, it has a closed feedback loop within it. So when you, when you run the funnel, you have the numbers and we give you the tools to track the, um, the numbers within it such that you can look at it from a high level and say, ah, okay, this is where the bottlenecks are, or this is where this page didn't convert to here. How can I fix that? Rerun the challenge and 
update things as you go along. So there's there's a process for when things don't go right and then you can tweak and repeat. Um, and that's really what what kind of makes the whole thing work over time. Yeah, I think I, I think I've said this quite a few times, but like if you're on a call with a coach, like a business coach, and you're thinking about buying their program, I would absolutely ask the question, like when I run into a month where like this has stopped working, what do you do about that? Because we, and, and if, if the answer is send more DMs or man. like, oh, you just need to post more on your Instagram story, hang up and avoid. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's, it's like imagine you know, a client comes to you and their, their weight loss is stalled and you go, well, just try harder. It's like, really? That's, that's your suggestion. You know, like there's not, there's no, you need a mechanism. You need a way of like adjusting calories, adjusting training volume, looking at their lifestyle, looking at their sleep. It's the same in business. And so one of the reasons why we have, like we lay on so much support, we have so many access channels to us. We offer so, uh, the amount of, of the time you stay in our program is so long is because we know that like as long as you're willing to just keep ticking over going through the material and asking for help when you need it as Yusuf says it's a closed loop so we can look at it from a high level and say well let's look at the results of your last 14 day challenge what were the numbers where is it outside of kpi here are the three things we should change to get this working better or improve the efficiency or double the conversion or make it even more profitable um and if you don't have those if you can't if you don't view it like that it's not really a business it's just kind of like winging it and hoping something works. And if you hope it works one day, it won't, and you won't have a strategy other than post more. So always ask that question. So basically if you back yourself to do the work, if you back your ability to coach someone, then that's what we can help with. And actually I, I heard someone who said he was speaking to a monk. Oh, it was, a, it was a client. It was, um, I won't mention his name, but he said he, he had a conversation with a monk and but basically he is an expert in a particular field. It's a very niche field. And he was talking to this monk and, and the monk was like, oh, have you, you know, have you, have you set up this thing? And have you, have you, um, presumably you're traveling and doing seminars and teaching this. And he was like, oh no, I haven't got around to it. I've got, been busy. And the monk was like, oh, you're being selfish. <laughs> and he was like, oh God, like, what, what do you mean? And you're like, well, like you have a gift to give to the world and you're being selfish because you're going, eh, I've got something coming up this weekend and I can't do it. Like you owe the world that, that gift. Mm. Such an interesting reframe. Yeah. Um, well, I think like that's a comment for, for just online in general, isn't it? Like if you, we speak to a lot of coaches who on the phone, you, you can like hear the, like the passion and the interest about a certain thing. So, it might be like helping. I was chatting to a guy uh, yesterday. He was talking about like helping guys who are like that they they've had kids. Their things have slipped. They they drink a lot. They don't really exercise, and it's like affecting everything. And he like fully like, grabs those people out of that situation and fully transforms their life and like helps them stay off depression or like come out of depressive periods and stop drinking. It's a, like a huge deal for people in this stage of their life where they like get a second wind. And you can hear them them talk about this and how passionate they are about it but then they're still working in like david lloyd mm. and you're like how many people you know if, if that's there's your skill set that's what you feel confident in being able to do and the people you maximally you can impact with that are the people who happen to fall into that demographic 
who happen to go to David Lloyd, who happen to work with you, maybe three people, right? Versus imagine if you can spread that across the UK or across UK, US, Australia, New Zealand, I, you know, wherever it's a, that's where like the selfishness point comes in. Like if you have something that can legitimately help and you're constraining it to your local town, it's kind of pointless. But money aside, you owe that to the world. Yeah. And, and actually like even not money aside, because the whole point of economics, free market economics is that <laughs> if someone buys something from you, it's because that thing is worth more than the, the monetary price. The money. Yep. And so you are adding value to the world by, by doing that. The even cool, the even better thing about having a, a model that makes money. So an online business that's making money and covering your costs and covering your livelihood and things like that is you can then expand that and do free stuff. So like we upload this podcast every week. It's free. Like there's hundreds of hours of material. There's hundreds of hours of material on the YouTube channel. There's countless webinars that we've done for free live that are completely free to consume that have a lot of information in them. We can only do that and devote so much time and buy better cameras and software and all these things because the business that backs it generates an income. So if you're, if you're in the position where you can do that, suddenly you can give scholarships to your program. If you want, you can launch cheaper eBooks, you can buy better equipment and improve your production, but you're never going to get there by like playing the small game and like hoping it works. So yeah, good point that you, you can then reinvest, widen your funnel grow your business that way speaking of which and of monks there's there's a group of monks on online who have started like posting their their stuff from the monastery on on tiktok and uh oh, really instagram and all this stuff and it's because the abbot was like guys we're, we're living in the modern world here we have to adopt the tools for the modern world if we want to get our message out to people so he bought all of his monks macbooks <laughs> and, and iPhones and was like, you guys need to learn the tools of communication of the modern age because like writing on ancient scrolls is no longer an effective means of communication. And if our mission as monks is to, to spread this message, we need to speak the language of our audience. It's interesting. That, isn't it? I've never really thought about that, that like you still walk down Northumberland street and there's someone like with a megaphone shouting and you're like, do you know, have you seen, you know, phones, have you seen phones before? <laughs> like social media or like, yeah, for example, in, um, where was I? This might, this was in LA on the back of my honeymoon, like happened to me multiple times where these guys would like force a CD a physical CD into my hand. Like this, that's yours, man. That's yours. It's my first album. It's my first album. And like, because the whole thing's just a bit like, fuck, I feel really. Yo man, you like rap music? Oh no, not exactly. really. Exactly. Like, yeah. One, I don't own a CD player. I don't know anybody who does own a CD player. Two, if it's genuinely that good, just put it on YouTube. Yeah, like, true. The, the algorithm will take care of the rest, mate. Like you giving me that CD, what, what are you expecting is going to happen? I tell like three people, maybe. And I can't share it with them anyway, because it's a fucking CD. So true. That's what I love about YouTube actually, is that mm. the, as you say, the algorithm will handle it. If you're posting something that is genuinely that good, it'll do well. Yep. And it's the great leveler, which is kind of also why people are afraid to post stuff. Cause it kind of confirms to them that maybe what they're posting isn't that good. Yeah. 
I know that's not the only thing. Obviously, you get if you have a large channel, you've got more momentum and chance to mm. for it to catch wind. But the thing I have even more time for is like so, um, so like the bands I'm into are quite niche. So like I was just playing Architects before. So Architects have just released it, which is like metal music where people shout because they're cross about stuff and they don't know what to do about it. So they shout on, on music. Um, so the, uh, sometimes you like type into YouTube, like architect new release. And the ad is like a new up and coming metal band, just demoing like the first 30 seconds of their song. And I'm like, even without listening to it, I'm like, I'm going to give them a listen because they back their music so much that they're, they've gone to the effort of setting up ads and they're putting money behind promoting it. They know that like people who like architects will probably like us too. And we're willing to pay for the privilege to get in front of them with highly produced video and audio. And I'm like, fine. Well, you've, you've won my what, attention. What's that signaling that they've, they, they, they know they've got a good core product, which is they can solve the problem sure. of their audience. Mm. Yeah. And so they're like, right, let's foot on the accelerator, get it in front of loads of people. The thing that like, the guy that we follow, Anton Creel, who teaches trading and portfolio management and all that sort of stuff. What what does he say about it's like if you want to change the world, like get wealthy and Yeah, so him and uh Chamath, who is a ex Facebook um executive and shareholder, I think he's a billionaire now, right? Talk about the same thing. They're like, rather than trying to get well get behind all these like social justice causes with no capital, you have to accept that the game is run on capital and so goal number one get the capital and then you can make much more of a, an impact on whatever social justice cause you want to mm. uh, ali abdal has the same idea you know he was saying that as a doctor he was looking statistically like how many lives does the average doctor save in their life and it's something like seven or eight directly attributable lives saved god is that it uh, th that must be the average you know if you account for like gps and hematologists and whatever right um, attributed sure, to just like, you yeah i'm sure like if you're an itu doctor or an a e or something you probably do save more lives per person mm. but his point was what where am i setting as you say where, where am i putting the facebook pixel what's my kpi if it's maximum live saved i'm better off just making a million through some other means and then in, and then paying for malaria nets donating to the malaria foundation and each every two thousand pounds is saves saves one life on average wow so i'm much more likely to save more lives that way yes mm -hmm. i lose the kind of <clears throat> sense of satisfaction of like i physically did it but then is that selfish because then i'm just doing it to feel better about myself yeah <laughs> so i guess how does that link to online coaching I think just that if you feel like you there's something, which is not even what we started talking talking about, but I think it is still relevant. Like if you feel like you have a skill and expertise that you can help people, I think the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems in the fitness industry is that PTs leave the fitness industry re after really short times in the industry because the life that they lead in like 4 a.m. alarms, 10 p.m. finishes, but that lifestyle is not sustainable. So the people who are like really equipped to help the world lose weight and improve their lives don't earn a good income doing it. And so they just leave and do something else. like go work in recruitment or something that does pay, which doesn't have anywhere near the same like 
impact, social impact as teaching someone to like that example where like there's the 50 year old guy who suddenly stops drinking, loses, loses weight, gets better sleep, improves his relationship. So if you feel like you've got that skill in you, like online is a great way to um, broadcast that skill and really make a difference with like thousands of people. So if you feel like you have that like passion for an area and you're happy to put work in, come on in. It matches the, at least our personal preference for the four currencies, which was mm. episode 33, I believe. So two episodes back of money, freedom of time, freedom of location and satisfaction. And being able to do that while still turning up the dials of the others is a mm. very cool thing and very possible. Yeah. And don't buy salt and put it in your water. That's the other thing. <laughs> Moral of the story. Moral of the story. So if that sounds like you and you want to have a chat with us, there is a link in the description of the podcast, or if you want to jump the queue, send us an email admin at propanefitness.com with propane business podcast and a little bit about yourself. And we will send you a exclusive jump the queue booking link mm. to have a chat with us. Yeah. Speak to you then.